0: Only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3CR.org.au. Let's cook. Let's cook. Let's eat. Let's eat. 3CR 855 AM 3CR digital. 3CR.org.au and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon each week, or most weeks, um, on this station. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants. And we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging, including queer original inhabitants, and acknowledge their uh, unique contributions to diversity on and around all the lands. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. You can email um, as the song says the old-fashioned way out of the pan 855 at gmail.com you can um, look for the post on my page um, on Facebook Sally goldner or the um, simultaneous sort of post on the out of the pan um, three um, page which is um, also there and the name of that page is um, uh, out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so and you can also SMS 61456-751215. And small apology to start the show. Um no, it's still Australian Eastern Standard Time. Daylight savings time starts next week. Apologies for those who listened to last week's show. And I plugged and plugged and put the plug in the wrong place. On the show today, though, lots to talk about. Um we've got uh, things to um to cover and all that sort of thing, um, or have a look at um, the week of turmoil in my best um, or worst commercial media voice that's um, hit the anti-ABC, have a look at allyship, um, but wanted to have a look today um, while we have a pause, if you like, celebrity culture and how it affects LGBTIQ communities. Now, to some extent, celebrity culture, you know, has has problems, you know, creates all sorts of issues um, in lots of ways because um, um, celebrity culture and the ability to spin, which um, this track we opened with Don Henley, the title cut from the album The End of the Innocents in the late uh, 1980s, uh, 1989 to be precise, um, sort of talks about that and how, you know, under the Reagan era it was just all bluff and bluster. Um, I've got another track coming which you won't believe when it was written Um, there's a hint but um, you know sort of it's you know it's throughout the up to the 70s you know maybe you could agree you know you didn't agree with someone but at least you sort of knew what they were saying they were trying to say something of substance and there was a bit of that left in the 80s and 90s and then in the Australian context in the 2000s under the Howard era it just seemed like it was all spin and diversion tactics and whatnot. similar of course in the U.S. and it's like anything, social media has its good, in good, bad, and non-binary points in between. But it's also, in the words of that great philosopher, Batman, it, like anything, it can be used for good and not evil purposes. Robin. And so I was thinking about this in the context of LGBTIQ communities, um, and you know, sort of where we've come from, and also linking it to a few other things. In that I suppose when things began to emerge in the eighties, there was a tendency to think, "Oh what, we've got to be really loud and visible, and you had the sort of very um with all great respect to a great show from four till five Fridays on this station in your face approach um and sometimes you do need to be in people's faces sometimes maybe you've got to make a bit of noise to get a point across, and some, that's, but the thing is to have choices, and um you know we've done that. And let's be honest. As much as I disagree with the views Jermaine greeted, it. and of course in the seventies when it needed to be a bit of a p- new push for feminism, maybe that was the approach. But now I think people have pretty much seen through. In a lot, of, you talk to a lot of people, and it's just all about publicity being loud for the sake of being loud, not because you've got to be loud and have something to say. So in one sense, social media has exacerbated a lot. But you know, we have our roots in that, and I do see some so-called LGBTI organisations who started earlier, still operating on this, I call it the bad drag queen approach. It's got to be big and glamorous, darling. Who cares about anything else? And unfortunately, we do it. And it's not really a good approach, in my personal opinion. But it also can not just be a bad approach. It can have some very dangerous effects. When celebrity culture is mixed in with it, you get, you know, lack of good representation, for example, um, you know, and I suppose the obvious example on the world stage is, um, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. You know, she she has a right to tell her personal story. Anyone does, but the moment you're even remotely presumed to be a spokesperson for the, any group, and I can only speak, of course, for groups like trans and bi, and maybe a bit of LNG, that sort of thing, um, you know, people latch onto you. And I think that the problem with Caitlyn Jenner. And as much as I have no personal qualm with this next person, Kate McGregor, is they sort of leapt onto the stage, didn't do their homework and made a mess of it at times. Um, if I can offer one thing after being silly enough to be involved, in, tongue-in-cheek in the communities for 23 years, were a a um, tough crowd at times, but it can be managed reasonably well. It's called, There's a thing called empathy, trying to hold space, trying to separate your own personal views, which I always say this show is, compared to any organisations you're in and so you've got to be aware of that and sometimes an organisation you might be speaking for can't take a stance. The last thing I would claim is that I can speak for every trans person. I can try to empathise, I can try to um, say well look that's not my particular story and you need to talk to for example a trans person of colour or a trans person with an intellectual disability because I don't have that lived expertise. But unfortunately when we have people who can't see past themselves, who don't have the self-awareness. Heavens to Betsy, it causes some problems. And I think this is where Caitlin Jenner and Kate McGregor ran foul of the trans community. And I think it's going to be very hard for, the, for them to get any sense of position back. So, yeah, celebrity culture, when people are ill-informed, is a real problem. You know, I, don't, I the last thing I'd call myself is a, is a celebrity. Um, You know, I'm a slightly bigger fish in the small pond that is the bi and trans communities. I've been around for a while, so I suppose I have some visibility, but I'm not a celebrity. I'm not going to go on, oh, I'm stuck on an island, get me out of here. I'd last, as an introvert and HSP, I'd last about five minutes so I'm on there. Um And, you know, I can't see myself on a cooking show. Um I keep emailing my recipe on how to microwave dim sims to... Master Chef and My Kitchen Rules, and funnily enough, I kept getting bounce backs. Um, seriously. But you've got to have some substance behind you. And I think that when people rush out, it can be a problem. And I think the other thing, particularly for the trans community, um, we've faced a lot of stuff, and, you know, the thing is that um, for a lot of trans people, particularly middle and senior cohort of age, so say above 30, 35 now, give or take you know, it's not easy. And you come out and, yes, there's an initial wave of euphoria, but then all the stuff you haven't dealt with and that might be, you know, sort of fogging your viewpoint um, comes up. And I think we've got to consider that as well. Now, I'm not, it's about, it's like anything, as I said, use it for good and not evil purposes, or as I say, Batman said it. How do we do that? How do we take advantage of celebrity culture? Well, we can. It's about celebrities teaming up with, um, experienced advocates so the celebrities can put you know get the the notice going and the advocates sit there and then offer in all the the well the drier stuff like yours truly might know about statistics of tra- of trans research or something like that. Put two plus two together and you well, that's why I'm an ex accountant. You'd have twenty two. Um but um two plus two um definitely um two minus two ends up as less than zero. So I'm interested for people's thoughts. Let me know um, um, if you're listening or throughout the week if you're catching up on podcast repeat or on demand. What are your thoughts on celebrity culture and um, how it affects the LGBTIQ communities? Does it damage when you have, say, celebrity gays and lesbians who don't understand the needs of, say, trans, bi and intersex and many others? Um, is that a problem? You know, those sorts of things. <coughs> Excuse me. Um Let's have your thoughts out of the pan 855 at com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and remember that's the bottom line, and look for my post on Facebook or on out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Um, celebrity culture and the rainbow communities, can it help us get over the rainbow or does it push us backwards? Anyway, in the meantime, um, when I was thinking about the program today, yes, thinking one of those... Novel concepts that I think went out in the 80s or 90s. I dug out um, this track and I'm going to tell you when it was written after I've played it um, if you can't work it out. Um, But um, anyway, just seems highly ironically relevant in this day and age. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au And 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. That was Tom T. Hall and a track called The Monkey Who Became President, written in 1972. Goodness me. So no, it wasn't written for Donald Trump, but could well have been written about him. Tom T. Hall, one of the great um, country and bluegrass um, songwriters of our time, um, put out many albums throughout the 70s and some into the early 80s and did one back in about 2007, which was very good too. Um, But he had a great way of communicating. Um, And um, Um, that's sort of where we're at a bit nowadays. Um, I probably need to apologise to Freedom of Species. who come up at one o'clock, they probably feel like I've insulted monkeys. Anyway, um, hopefully we can see the analogy. Um, Anyway. All right. Well, allyship is a a big... um, um, you know, sort of a big issue in our communities, what's it mean, what's it about, how how do you define it, what are the characteristics of being an ally, and I think this is really important as we, you know, particularly as we drill into the diversity and intersectionality of our communities, because of course last week was the amazing Living and Loving in Diversity Conference um, put on by the Australian GLBTIQ Multicultural Council, Um, agmc.org.au good to see it getting some worldwide publicity in a couple of worldwide LGBTIQ newsletters that I subscribe to the ILGA um, world newsletter is one Um, so yeah great to see lots of coverage and there was a huge range of stuff of all sorts of stuff but also stuff for diversity of LGBTIQ multicultural and say disability so now we're right into the proverbial spaghetti junction intersections, which is really what we need in our communities. Um, so, you know, it's an interesting thing, you know, being an ally, um, because, you know, most of us, you know, in rainbow communities, we start out reasonably enough where our first focus is perhaps on our own, you know, particular scent parts of our identity. We all have that experience, and then hopefully as thing goes, things go on, we interact, we can settle ourselves down a bit and we think, hang on, there's someone like me who's, um, who's not the same as me in every other way, but is facing similar circumstances and we can sort of develop a sense of empathy and listening, that sort of thing. And I suppose the challenge we've got is that as, as I say, well, challenge, you know, the issue may be a better word, but keep it a bit more neutral, Um. Is that as our communities become more diverse, um, you know, you've sort of got to be um, the person and the ally at the same time. So, you know, sure, I started out focusing on bi and trans issues, and, you know, I acknowledge my privilege as a white. Um, Through most of my work, I've been middle cohort of age, middle class, I've always had a roof over my head, educated, all that sort of thing when you're struggling at first you sort of tend to do your best to think about other people but it can be you know you know sort of a bit um you know you're still a bit stressed that sort of thing but as the stress clears and you can open up more and you realize well there's different things so you know sure I might be all of those things in a trans woman let's just change one you know component or variable if I can use such a word um you know a trans woman of colour, or any trans or gender-diverse person for that matter. If we change two variables, I'm a trans woman, a trans man or a non-binary person. You know, all of a sudden you've got to be an ally. And to some extent, you know, it's an interesting thing, and I think this comes into a bit of leadership theory, leadership, stand up, be proactive, take the initiative, get on with it, you know. When you're being an ally, you can't do that because being an ally involves... I put this down to two criteria. Ask the the personal group in question what would you like us to do, what would you like us not to do. You know, they could tell you to sod off, and if you're going to be an ally to them, you've got to do that. So it's an interesting sort of challenge to be an ally because you don't have that same sense of proactivity. You've got to be proactive about asking what you want someone else to be proactive about. Oh, I've got a headache now. Have you? So it's an interesting thing, and. We're in an interesting time in the Australian rainbow communities because marriage equality was achieved and it was, was for all the talk, it was predominantly an issue for gays and lesbians. And the challenge we have now is that we really need to get everyone else onto more of the proverbial level playing field. And that means bi, trans and intersex. But it also means the sort of white, middle class, assimilationist, Picket fence with maybe a couple of rainbow pickets um, that was used for the marriage campaign, it can't work anymore. And it does seem like there wasn't a lot of long term thinking in the end in terms of the marriage campaign. But also, you've got some of the same people who ran the marriage campaign just think they can go on and not realise now they have to be an ally rather than just racing off and, you know, get on with it, you know, get out there and do it. You've got to check in first. But you've also got to be, you know, the other couple of qualities of an ally, you know, the saying is walk beside someone. Um, Certainly don't rush ahead of someone and pull them along, tell them what to do. Um, And this, you know, I I think a lot of people haven't woken up to that yet, even as we are. Where is it now? You know, sort of um, 10 months or so on from marriage equality um, when, you know, this time last year was the dreaded survey. So we do need to adjust our thinking and it will take some work and for myself personally acknowledging all that privilege um, you know that i mentioned what about as a sex worker you know i'm not am not a past or present sex worker how do i be an ally to people in the sex work industry well you go and listen to the to the grassroots and the lived experience but the thing that i think is the heart is a challenging thing that often defies a lot of leadership theory or the way leadership is portrayed at any way rate. Right? And this sort of links into celebrity over the top culture from the first segment. I thought is the um, the quality of an ally is to be is humility. If as far as I'm concerned, anyone who um, wants to be an ally and is doing it for the wrong reasons, because they expect an ally award or something at global awards, then you know we're um, you know sort of then they're doing it as I say for the wrong reasons and. Um, they're in trouble. So, yeah, something to think about to be an ally. And, of course, you know, if you're not of a particular group, if you've always had a roof over your head, how do you be an ally to homeless people, even if you're being an ally to, in my case, a trans and or bi homeless person, and so on. So it takes some thought, and we're going to have to keep developing that thought if we're going to keep making our communities more effective. Um, That also, just something I forgot to mention in the celebrity um um culture thing, I'm a little worried about um you know our um you know our sort of um a few things where this can happen. And as a past um winner of the LGBTI Victorian of the year under the Globe Awards, um, you know, I do have some concerns to be honest about this year's awards. And this week one emerged where I got my email Make sure to get your ticket, and our hosts are Thomas Jaspers, whose comedy inspiration is Barry Humphreys, a transphobe someone who's made transphobic remarks. It's not exactly encouraging me to go, so not much allyship going on there, but also it's big and it's glossy and it's celebrity. The other host is Patty Newton. Now, I have nothing against Patty Newton, Um, you know, um... sort of um, in my best Burt Newton voice, what is it? I'd like to thank the love of my life and I'd like to thank Patty as well. Um, Boom, boom. But, um, you know, I don't know. Has she done work in HIV or AIDS? Because I've never seen her do anything for the LGBTI community. Surely um, we can do better than that. But it just seems a bit glossy celebrity and not really inclusive. Also, language like the gayest night in town. Too bad if you're bi and trans or lesbian or anything else. So, yeah, we've got to be a little more careful about these things if we're going to be inclusive and simultaneously hold the space of being an ally and being ourselves and doing it with substance. There we go. All right, um, let's have some more music. Here's a track about allyship in a way Um, from a Russell Morris album. He did a comeback in the 90s and this track, Rang a Bell, um, from the album A Thousand Suns. Stay with you. 3CR, 855am, 3 3CR, Digital. 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio T-shirts and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids and come in black, white, grey and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 9419 8377. Or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Definitely 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au and 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with Sally first broadcasting noon till one Sunday. This show is definitely Australian Eastern Standard Time. Next week is Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time get it right this week lots of good t-shirts around get the 3cr ones i'm actually um not that you can see but you can find on my personal facebook page i'm wearing my gender whisperer t-shirt today you can get that off red bubble and um, um support some great trans organizations shout it out loud be a gender whisperer or something like that Alright, um, Prior of the messages we heard from Russell Morris from the um, early 1990s album A Thousand Sons and stay with you, be an ally through the tough times as well. There's a good point, um, you know interesting how many people jumped on the trans bandwagon from around say 2012 um, and then jumped off it in 2016 when the going got a bit tough. Mm. My best Mike Moore of Frontline Fame voice. Mm -hmm. all right um what's going on Frontline, a show that was on the abc um which of course has been in the news this week there was a totally unplanned segue um the coffee's kicked in anything could happen now um but um yeah obviously in the news and wanted to mention it because you know um media that are not bound or less bound by commercial constraints, um, if not preferably not bound at all. I've got a, a very vital in this day and age of what seems to be becoming a sort of conglomeration of power. There was a great breakfast show on 3CR on how our you know, lives are sort of being invaded by that to some extent. And, you know, you add in, you know, misuse of technology and goodness knows people putting things on smartphones and you don't know what the heck's going on. So, um, yeah, Um lots to think about, but one could only hope that the shake-up of the ABC board with the chair and CEO gone has got to be a good thing because it has, you know, sort of not been up to scratch in the last few years, but you've got to, um, you know, have a look at what is um, going on there Um, because, you know, it has been, you know, you know, sort of pressured to go back to the right. And, of course, one of the things, and that affects certainly our LGBTIQ communities who overwhelmingly need progressive thinking. I'm not saying there's anything, you know, I'm sure I have. I could say that some of my best friends are LGBTIQ friends are conservative, if I can figure out who both of them are, I'll let you know. But um, the thing is, um, clearly, um, the ABC has been affected by this. I mean, we have the so-called balance approach. Now, let's wonder how consistently that would be applied. Let's say a ABC show did a show on World Holocaust Memorial Day. Do you think seriously think they're going to put someone like David Irving, the Holocaust denier, on or so the equivalent? No. So where's the you now balance would not be there? But how many times has Jermaine Greer um, been on Q&A and was on again in the last couple of weeks... And, um, you know, sort of, um, you, you've still never been a trans person. Go on. Now, about the start of 2016, when the safe schools situation um, was thrust into the media by a premeditated campaign, um, you know, there there was a whole debate on it on Q&A. And I must admit, I'm sometimes not the fastest on technology. I got a Facebook message from someone saying, come into the studio and watch. Gee, how nice. While people are, you know, tearing my lives to shreds, you know, Corey Bernardi, Jermaine Greer, whoever else, I have to sit there and watch. Will I get a say? No. But, you know, the thing is, it's all very well to have a say, but if, let's say, um, there was a panel where finally one trans person was included and there were then, you know sort of a radical feminist type, a right-wing type, a so-called moralist. It's still not truly balanced, is it? Um, you know, so um, there's other factors. I remember a, a feature in The Age a few years ago on the Monash um, Gender Clinic, and sadly this was not a good report in The Age. Um, and it said, oh, we, we asked two trans people for their opinions. Yeah, they got about 50 words and they had a picture, whoop de doo Hogan, and all the rest of it was ripping shreds into the Monash Clinic for the alleged, um, you know, sort of in inverted commas mistakes about assessing people, which was massively overblown. So it's not just enough to have one person on, it's got to be even numbers, but you've also, the chair has to ensure there's even scrutiny and, you know, look at unconscious bias and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, there's a lot more to it than just. Um, balance um, um um in terms of you know say the amount of space that you give and all those sorts of things so yeah um you know the abc is going to have to work hard i think to get its credibility back but i think people want to support it i think there's probably been an awareness there's been a whole heap of political pressure on it malcolm turnbull putting his you know lackeys on the board and that sort of thing so they're going to have to really do some good process to fix things up, but it's not impossible um by any means and who knows maybe they can get it right, but it is really important for so many groups to have have it there and I mean let's face it I'm, i wouldn't I'm not really huge on the issues of um um the monarchy versus the republic. I lean slightly to more towards the republic but I frankly don't want an appointment um, approach. I think there needs to be some sort of popular vote with safeguards to stop some um, political hack Um, 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 sort of, you know, jumping on board. Um, You know, because otherwise you can see these, a, a president, even a direct vote, would end up being, you know, sort of a debate, um but some Liberal Party hack versus Labour Party hack and maybe a Greens hack. Um so but we do need the ABC to, you know, put across various views. I mean, as I say, I'm not a fan of the monarchy, but at least they'll support the jolly old royals and deliver the Queen's Christmas message or something like that. So, yeah, things to consider. But I think that the upheaval there's a saying, um, I think it was Picasso who said every act of creation is first an act of destruction. Well, I think that's what's happening this week with the ABC, in all honesty. And so we do need, um, probably it was necessary to happen, and hopefully now um, we can get moving back in the right direction with it. Um, But it also will need some political will from both sides of politics to get um, that job done properly. All right. What are your thoughts on Auntie? Um, um, I think they're a vital part of our media landscape. I sometimes think the ABC and community media have a lot more in common than we might stop to think about. Um, um, so um, yeah, we'll um, you know sort of uh, leave it there. All right. Um, well. You're, there's no prizes for guessing what's hap- um There was some event apparently at the MCG yesterday. Uh, that wasn't really that important, but this one is no prizes for guessing um, what this might be about. Well, maybe there are, unless you're a very new listener. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. What? Break down, baby. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beta Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Selanghi Tree Treehouse. As you said, I'm down at the East-West Tunnel ticket, as it usually does, starts at 5 thirty a.m. Uh, the Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. The police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians. In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377 now. Hi, I'm Stuart. Hi, I'm Marita. We are the Org Weavers and you're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital radio. And streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Lots of ways to listen to 3CR, including the show, Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Prior to the messages, we heard from Motorhead with Triple H's theme of the game. Um, no prizes for guessing what the real event at the MCG is. What, there was some AFL grand final or something yesterday? No, it's next Saturday night. Not at Festival Hall for the old-timers. Uh, no, MCG, WWE Super Showdown. Hopefully I'll have some voice for next Sunday's show. And, of course, there's definitely less one less hour of sleep because we do go over to daylight savings time um, in Australia, in most states and territories, um, from um, uh, during the, the overnight of Saturday into Sunday. So um have got to look out for that. But um, hopefully we'll have some voice because um, Sunday the seventh starts the Health of Mental Health Week, and if I can get myself organised, we'll have some guests in to talk about mental health, what it's like to go through issues, how you can recover, um, and you know what works, or um, from a rainbow perspective. So, um, Doctor Doctor, give me the news. Um, well, I don't claim to be a doctor. If you do um, find anything on the show challenging, should, um, do need to give it a mention once in a while, you can call QLife, including Switchboard, here in Victoria and also um, across the Bass Strait in Tasmania, 1-800-184527. Um, and they have lots of supportive people who can help you through things. Um, there's lots of other things coming up um, after what seems like an incredibly busy period—swim um, nights and conferences and all sorts of things. I'm not sure if the Polyvic social on just is on today. Just trying to have a look at the page to see if it's there. But um, um, in Facebook, but um, check out um, polyvic.org.au um, for trans people. Next Saturday is Gender Queer Australia, the first Saturday of the month the um discussion group genderqueer.org.au and so yeah, much quieter um after um the last few weeks. Gosh, it's been busy. Well, um something that affects gender um is definitely um um definitely 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 um the scenario um that is um debate about women's um events and of course it's been in the uh news in the last week and yes the Polyvic discussion is on this Sunday night um at six o'clock at the terminus still there uh, my apologies um for, to the polyvickers. Um happy happy uh, abundance and um yeah so just coming back to women's issues of course been in the news this week um with the situation of Supreme Court nominee um, Brett Kavanaugh, and um, um, also the um, great courage shown um, in standing up to him and um, to um, testify against him, uh, has just been absolutely amazing. With so many people um, coming out, coming um, out to um, you know, sort of. Um, um, you know, sort of stand up against him, which is a very scary thing to do when you're standing up against people in power um, so that there's been uh, so many um, people have already come um, emerged, um, Christa, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford being the main one um, that um, Kavanaugh had sexually, um, and a difficult topic, I should say, before we go any further, um, so, yeah, um, if you are queer, a service like um, Queer life including switchboard one eight hundred one eight four five two seven is very very important to you so um, yeah, um, so yeah, well done to dr. Christine Blazy Ford there is a petition online where you can support her, unfortunately a bit of ablest language possibly standing up and standing with which you know I think um, is could be fixed, but um, there has been some people writing to the um, authors of the petition about that but it's just been so many and it's not an easy thing to do um, to stand up against powerful people Um, and that's of course both you know um, big people in the world context like a Brett Kavanaugh who's facing the who's had these allegations put against him but even if it's you know sexual harassment in what seems like it seems it's sure it might it's more in comparison to that if you're facing it in your workplace for example um, but it's obviously big to you, so it's not easy, so to all the people who have faced it um they you are know, obviously a majority being women and um people who you know sort of work down through as much as I hate the word the more um to say it the more uh, marginalization you face, the harder it can be to deal with um a very challenging thing, interesting to see how it um plays through in the next week um you know sort of the Senate vote now on hold. But, um, you know, it's really um, going to be if um, Kavanaugh's, um, co- um testimony is contradicted well, um, you know, um, or it's found to slip up, he's probably Cactus. Um, and I've got to hand it never to Jacinta Ardern. Um, I was watching an interview that I'm a regular correspondent to this show, quite quiet one. I won't name the person on air just in case they don't Correspond directly. Um, Hoffler sent in um, about her on a Tonight Show in America, and she just did it really well with cheer and you know honesty, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, a good one for her. Um, yeah, um, few piece, few Australians <laughs> you'd never thought you'd hear us say it. Um, uh, invade us, New Zealand, and we'll meekly surrender because anything's got to be better than the mess that is our federal government or as I call it the federal government at the moment. Okay, um better make way for the crew from Freedom of Species. Um and they'll be talking all things animale, animal advocacy. And take it out today. Sometimes we have to talk about a few things that can be a bit challenging, such as sexual harassment, um, but uh, and also try and you know, sort of celebrity culture can be a bit intense or that sort of thing. But uh, the thing is Um, To always, in the words of this James Rain solo track from the album Hard Rain, um, uh, this track is called Shine On. Remember to keep doing that. And the guitar solo in there um, is is performed on this one by um, James Ralston. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner, catcher for Daylight Savings Time and Mental Health Week.